In this episode of Ottawa Business Journal's Behind the Headlines, an online platform for alternative medicine gets a massive investment, and we explore the right to disconnect with our experts from Nelligan Law. All this and more coming up right now. Behind the Headlines is brought to you by Nelligan Law, Ottawa's fierce, proven, and human law firm. Visit them at nelliganlaw.ca. Hello and welcome to Behind the Headlines uh, with the Ottawa Business Journal. It's November 10th, 2021. I'm Michael Curran. Behind the Headlines is a regular podcast from OBJ to explore the most popular local business stories. We have three great segments lined up for you again today. As usual, I'll speak with my colleague, David Solly from the Ottawa Business Journal uh, to dig into a local business headline. we got a really good one for you today. In segment two, we're going to talk to our legal experts from Nelligan Law about something called the right to disconnect from work. That's like you can't work all the time. you got to disconnect sometimes. And in uh, segment number three, we're going to talk to the news late, uh, newsmaker, which is related to what David Solly is going to be talking about in two seconds. So why don't we bring him on screen now? Here is uh, David Solly from the Ottawa Business Journal. Welcome, Dave. Hey, Mike. So, Dave, uh, you, if you go back a few weeks, we've said this before, but it's worth—it's just worth uh, reviewing for a second. We thought there might be a problem with the amount of venture capital. So this is, you know, private investments coming into Ottawa, typically invested in technology companies. So a few weeks ago, we were like, we're a little concerned at the levels Ottawa wasn't keeping pace with even places, if I remember correctly, like Quebec City or Windsor. Yeah. Well, holy cow, have things changed? Uh, <laughs> in fact, uh, just today, uh, you reported, uh, just uh, was published uh, minutes ago in the Ottawa Business Journal uh, website, what might be the largest venture capital deal in the past 20 years. Tell us what the big deal is. Well, Mike, uh, yeah, this went from, uh, BC went from the trickle and then it started to build into a bit of a wave. Yesterday, I'm just going to do a bit of a build up here uh, for everybody to build the suspense. Yesterday, uh, I wrote about a company with a significant presence here in Ottawa, 3Kit. They do 3D imaging, um, uh, augmented reality uh, stuff for e-commerce uh, companies. Well, they got, they got 35 million US in BC funding. Uh, then good another number. That's a good number. That's a good number. Another Ottawa company, Knack, which does automated sort of e-blasts now for a lot of big companies, um, it's really gaining momentum. It it got 25 million US uh, today okay. officially announced. 60 That's million pretty good too. My math 60 is million. Right. Now we're running up to 60 million. Well, um, you can uh, you know uh, you, you 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 can you you can I mean that's nice. 60 million. It's a lot. But, but how about this number? Uh, 300 million. So this wave is now suddenly a tsunami thanks to a company called Fullscript. Um, some of you may have heard of Fullscript. They're an online healthcare platform. They've been around for 10 years and OBJ readers will be very familiar with them. They're in the headlines a lot. They were, they, um, they were um, I believe, topped our list of fast-growing companies two years in a row, 2016 and 2017. Um, well, they, they, they're still growing and they're really gaining momentum and they have been during the pandemic um, as, uh, because what they do is they help um, uh, various types of healthcare practitioners, uh, people like, well, medical doctors, but also um, naturopathic doctors, chiropractors, um, nurse practitioners. 
they help them, they prescribe, uh, the platform helps them prescribe natural wellness products and, um, and sort of uh, um, build treatment plans for people. Uh, and this is becoming big business, right? As, be, as we move away from, as the healthcare industry kind of shifts from, from preventing Ill, or from, from the rather treating illness, uh, which is what it typically has done, right? You come in when you're sick. Now that there's, there's this shift going, using uh, various supplements, natural wellness products to help prevent illness, a lot in combination with you know exercise, proper diet, um, meditation, all kinds of different um, different sort of um, elements that um, uh, that factors that go into uh, a more holistic healthcare approach. So this is really becoming a growing trend, and Fullscript has tapped into this by providing this platform uh, that that allows people to subscribe um, uh, online to these supplements and work with practitioners to, to kind of build treatment plans. Um, well, uh, so uh, and obviously this is something that's resonated um, with investors. So uh, um, Fullscript had previously raised $25 million a couple of years ago. And, uh, and today's round is 240 million US uh, to be precise. Uh, led by a pair of U.S. firms, HGGC and Snapdragon Capital Partners. Um, so they're going to be working with um, Fullscript uh, to kind of help them uh, scale up even further. Uh, Fullscript now works with about 30,000 uh, various practitioners, uh, offers 20,000 different types of supplements and other products on its online marketplace. Uh, Kyle Bratz, the co-founder and CEO of Fullscript, said... Um, he, he thinks that number is just scratching the surface. There are hundreds of thousands of, uh, of healthcare practitioners uh, in the U.S. alone, and um, and there and the numbers keep going up every year. Uh, and so he says they're just in North America. Uh, this could be a multi-billion-dollar type of market. Um, and uh, and 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 he's also seeing a lot of potential, you know, to to uh, expand partnerships. Uh, with with data providers uh, who can actually um, uh, uh, who provide healthcare information that they can use, tap into the platform to kind of track how patients are using the supplements, uh, maybe where they can uh, scale back or uh, or shift the kind of mix of things they're using, uh, all that sort of stuff. So there's there's just all kinds of uh, of opportunities here. He thinks for growth. Uh, in the platform, uh, and um, and you know, and that'll mean more growth here in Ottawa. The company's got about 500 employees right now. It because, as you know, Mike, it merged with an Arizona company called Natural Partners a few years back, so they have a big presence uh, down south there as well. Uh, but they do have about 260 employees here in Ottawa, and that number is just going to keep going up. Um, and uh, and and now it's it's really going to. Um, uh, I think we're going to see some some um, some real nice uh, continued sort of hockey stick uh, type of growth now that they've got all all this new fresh equity to to, to kind of fund their scale up efforts. So so just to put this into perspective for people, Dave, that don't don't follow venture capital, um, like this is really big, you know. When you told me about this uh, deal earlier today, I like first of all, I was like, "Is is, is that even possible?" Um, because I, it, you know, it reminded me of like 1999, 2000, where like optical hardware companies, you know, in the JDS, Nortel, Newbridge days, would get these, you know, really hundred million, two hundred million type deals. If you go to software companies uh, or SaaS companies in Ottawa. 
you know, this is this is still way above what we would have seen uh, in Shopify's last round before it went public, yeah. or even Ascent compliance. Just give us a little bit of context. Yeah, as exactly. To Shopify's deal uh, right and Ascent, and Ascent compliance. Yeah, exactly. Those were those were two of the biggest, if not the two biggest deals of the last ten years, I would say. Um, and so Ascent compliance, which um, uh, which basically helps companies make sure they comply uh, with government regulations as far as human rights, uh, all that sort of stuff. They got $160 million three years ago. Um, and Shopify, well, we remember when they had their big eye popping uh, right back in 2013, their series C round, and it was $100 million. So, I mean, th those are still huge numbers, but but they're, but they're dwarfed by by this latest um, round by, uh, from, from Fullscript. 240 million, million US. US. That's I almost mean, equal to both of the, the Ascent deal and the Shopify put, to get to, put together. Yeah. So it is a massive amount of money. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's just mind boggling. Anyway, we'll probably wrap it up here, Dave. In part, I'd love to keep chatting with you, but guess what? We've got the CEO and the chief medical officer of Fullscript on this uh, episode in just a few minutes. So right. we're going to dig into more of the details uh, with them. But thanks for this reporting, Dave. Big, big, uh, we're always looking for big local news headlines. Well, that's a big they, local news. They headline. don't, they don't come much bigger than that. Yeah. When it comes sure. to venture capital deals, we're, we're back in the game. Is it fair to say <laughs> we're beating Quebec city now? I think we might've edged in front of Quebec city. Right, and maybe in Halifax go. too. Yeah. We're going after Toronto. Not that we're making a competition of this. <laughs> no, no, it no. It is business though. We are here to compete. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, thanks for your time, Dave. Appreciate it. Right. Thanks Mike. All right. Uh, thanks again to uh, David Solly for everything he's doing with us at uh, Ottawa Business Journal and specifically obj.ca. It's time to consult with our legal expert from Nelligan. This episode, I'm pleased to be joined once again by Malini Vijay Kumar, a lawyer with the uh, Employment and Labor Practice Group at Nelligan Law. Welcome, Malini. Hi, Michael. It's good to have you here again. So I, I wanna, I'm really curious about this issue we're going to talk about. So, you know, one of the downsides of work from home is that if your office is in your home, you have access to that office all the time, which means often there's no end to the workday, which means that you're, you know, doing emails at 11 o'clock at night. You wrote a blog recently on the NelliganLaw.ca uh, website, Balani, about the right to disconnect. So please explain that to us. <laughs> Yes, thanks, Michael. So the right to disconnect, um, unfortunately, I do have to burst everyone's bubble and say that uh, it's not a technical standalone right that we have here in Canada. Unfortunately, you might have heard like um, you might have heard of countries like France and Ireland where they've instituted uh, an actual law or legal requirement that, for example, your employer can't expect you to answer emails after 5 p.m. and things like that. While we don't necessarily have that here, we do have certain protections. If you feel like you're being made to work at all hours of the day and night, um, we have certain parts of employment standards and the Occupational Health and Safety Act that might be of some use to you. And you mentioned uh, some of those other countries. I'm wondering if that's where we're, where Canada is going to get there. In other words, you know, the pandemic has really created a lot of um, obscurity around, you know, what work hours are. Do you think that this is something uh, from a legal perspective that legislators might try to embrace in Canada in the future? 
I'm honestly not sure. I mean, I think that some legislators might be more for it than others. Uh, we'd have to certainly find out a way to balance the flexibility that remote work has given us with, uh, as I think you mentioned earlier, the idea that you have to respond to an email at 11 p.m. But that being said, I, I mentioned earlier about some parts of the ESA and Occupational Health and Safety Act that could be relevant here. I mean, for example, uh, the ESA says that you have a cap on maximum hours of work each week. For a lot of workers, it's actually uh, 48 hours per week. Your employer can't require, to, require you to work more than that without your consent. Uh, there's overtime protections, too, if you find that you're working at all hours of the day and night and you're entitled to overtime. You still could be entitled to that even if you are working from home. And then finally, we all enjoy the benefit of occupational health and safety laws, which say that if your work demands are starting to negatively impact your mental and physical health, that could be a workplace safety issue. So we have those protections, uh, but it remains to be seen whether lawmakers are going to actually enshrine a legal right to disconnect. Cer certainly, I'm hearing you from a practical point of view. If you're an employer watching this, um, you know, the message is don't expect people to respond at midnight to your emails. And if you're uh, an employer, then you can look to the ESA for some protections, I guess. So that's, that's what you're saying. Yes, exactly. And just as a practical sense, if you're an employer and you actually are expecting your employees to do that, um, you might find you end up having some turnover. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's a practical consequence to yeah. this too. Well, as always, uh, Molini, great insights. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Thanks for having me. Great to have Molini with us again and appreciate the continued support of Nelligan Law. So behind the headlines, as you know, is very locally focused. However, we should acknowledge there's a giant global event happening right now in Glasgow, Scotland. I'm referring to the UN Climate Change Conference, more commonly known as COP2021. Well, in Ottawa, one long-standing organization is leading the fight against climate change. Established in 1999, the Enviro Center is an Ottawa-based nonprofit organization that helps residents, businesses, and organizations conserve energy, reduce their impact on the environment while saving money. The Enviro Center is sponsoring the next few episodes behind the headlines. Here is their message. Our actions shape our world and our climate. Sometimes it can be hard to know where we fit into the bigger picture. What exactly do we need to do to address climate change? That's where EnviroCenter's My Green Lifestyle courses come in. Whether it's how to reduce your carbon footprint or how to help your city and community meet its climate targets. A green lifestyle is about more than just living lightly. It's about building a better future. Visit our website today to enroll in our courses at mygreenlifestyle.ca. And thanks to our friends at the EnviroCenter. It's now time for our Newsmaker of the Week. In this episode, we're bookending Fullscript. So we started talking about Fullscript with our editor, uh, David Solly. And now uh, we're going to speak with Fullscript CEO and Chief Medical Officer. Please welcome to the show, Kyle Bratz and Dr. Jeff Glad. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for having us. Thank you. Whoa. Like, you know... Kyle, I'll start with you. I, I was speechless, right? Uh, our editor phoned me and said, we got some big news. Full scripts closed. US, 240 million. You know, our sense is, and I don't need you to comment or, or give us a data check, a fact check on this, uh, Kyle, but we think it's, you know, it's it's probably the biggest VC deal 
potentially in Ottawa history, although, you know, we're, we're going back to the 1990s and trying to check some of those uh, optical, the, the days of JDS Uniface and Newbridge and those uh, optical hardware companies back then. But it, just start off, uh, Kyle, give us a sense of, of this number, $240 million US. It's, it's, it's astonishing. What does it mean to Fullscript? Yeah, I, I mean, I think when when you're solving a problem as big as as big as this, right, with this much white space in the market, right, uh, there's there's so much uh, secular tailwinds behind us. Uh, speed's really critical, right? So for Fullscript, it's always been about growth. It's always been about speed, and I think for us, this just means we can accelerate the things we do today, right? Continue to add more more practitioners to the platform and continue to improve our user experience, and it allows us to to really expand into into other adjacencies. Right. I think our one of our objectives is to really own the entire the entire integrative health uh, tech stack before anyone else. So we're we're really going to be able to deploy a, a combination of of organic and and M and A growth to accomplish all these things. So it's just you know it gives us the tools to to solve this big mission, to solve this this big vision, and realize this big vision that we have to to really help people get better and and be the integrative uh, you know be the platform that powers uh, integrative medicine. Uh, Dr. Glad, we'll go to you in a minute, but I just want to stick with Kyle for for one more question. So, you know, Kyle, uh, when I think of you, I, I think of uh, when I first met you, and I won't remember the first instance, but I, I think it was at a Telfer alumni breakfast. Uh, so that would have been many years ago. You had graduated from the program. You did some great charitable stuff. I remember when you won your 40 Under 40 award. You know, you've been at this for a long time. Kyle, what what does this mean for you in terms of hitting this milestone? You know, if there's any entrepreneurs out there that are in their early days, what is today like? You know what? It's it's just another uh, time to reflect back on on the experience we've had to date. But it, it's really just a reminder of the opportunity in front of us and the idea that we're just getting started. And I think for for us at Fullscript. You know, we've we've been doing this as you you alluded to since 2012, and there's been so many ups and downs. And obviously, the the OBJ doesn't report on a lot of those downs or a lot of those troughs that we've all been in. But every entrepreneur feels that they go through the roller coaster of of you know trying to run through walls and and convince people that they're doing things that you know others don't see the vision, but we know it's there. So for any entrepreneurs that are that are really trying to, to figure out or solve a big problem that they have conviction for, it's really just keeping that conviction and, and putting your head down, working hard, and and also just you know getting the right support system around you, right? And you know, I look at you know at, at our chief medical officer here, Dr. Glad, like him and I have been uh, close uh, colleagues and friends for for some time, and to be able to bring him on board and just having individuals like that beside you all the way along is, is really critical. Having the right team. That's awesome. And Dr. Glad, I, I did want to uh, come to you. So, you know, obviously it, w when you get US $240 million, it must mean there is a big problem you're trying to solve. So talk talk to us about uh, integrative medicine and, you know, what is happening with it and why the market opportunity and the timing is is so right right now. Yeah, that's a great question. I, you know, I've been doing it for 12 years on the front lines with patients, but, you know, there, there's a lot of doctors now, you know, when recently polled 60% of doctors want to get involved in more lifestyle care and more health promoted care. And, and prevention is really key. Patients now realize it. We're now seeing doctors realize it. You know, we've got amazing studies like coming out of the Cleveland Clinic about how integrative medicine, you know, really changes the game for people's health and that you're preventing 
the big problem from happening, you know, which is obviously, you know, big cost. Um, so all of these things are now moving in our, you know, in our favor. And, and this is why the tailwinds are really behind us to, to grow this. And now this infusion really makes this possible at a, at a really big scale. And Dr. Glatt, has the pandemic accelerated this? You know, we, we've been in a, a period of time here, 18, 19 months, where we're all the number one concern on all of our minds is health. Is, is the pandemic helping to uh, maximize your opportunity? Well, I, I would say absolutely. And in two big ways, right? Early on, telehealth and virtual care and virtual dispensing became essential for integrative medicine. And so Fullscript was ready to go to help those providers get their prescriptions for the supplementation you know, that they thought was best for their patient. But now that we're all realizing that prevention is really, really critical, integrative medicine is being looked to to help patients figure out what that journey looks like for each individual. So we're here to power those the practitioners to connect with the patients to you know, work on that mission. So, so, and maybe one last comment, and I'll come back to Kyle uh, for you, uh, Dr. Glad. Um, when people hear integrative medicine, sometimes they might think alternative medicine, or they might think all sorts of different things. So just help, help explain what this approach to, to uh, this medical approach is, this treatment approach. Yeah. So classically, the integration is that alternative medicine. It's the best of alternative medicine in terms of the data and the evidence that supports what we're recommending. But it's also the best of conventional medicine, right? We don't want to discount that. There are really great technologies that are available to us. So the integrative provider is bringing the best of both worlds. But the true focus is to help patients understand the root of their health concerns and to promote health throughout every interaction. So instead of this very quick prescription pad medicine, it, it's a partnership with the patient and it's walking them through that health journey, which is why it interests more doctors and interests more patients each day. That, that's a great explanation. Thank you for that. And Kyle, we'll go to you for two quick uh, questions to wrap up. So the first, Kyle, uh, again, I, I keep dwelling on this number, but $240 million US, how will this transform um, uh, full script. So if we look two to three years into the future, what does that full script look like when all of this investment uh, takes hold? Yeah, that's a great question. I, mean, I think in, in two to three years, we're, we're powering every component of integrative medicine, right? So this means powering every script and driving more effective treatments through content, data, diagnostics. Uh, it, it means delivering more comprehensive therapies directly to patients, you know, beyond supplements. Uh, it means managing adherence and, and the post-visit experience through digital engagement and, and really patient relationship management. So it's really that, that comprehensive platform. It's, it's, you know, the operating system that powers integrative medicine, you know, two to three years from now, we'll have all of those components to be able to power integrative medicine across the entire ecosystem. That's a really exciting vision. And and just to wrap up, uh, Kyle, um, I'll be a little parochial here. What does it mean to Ottawa? So if if we think about the number of employees you might have or um, or office space you might consume, you know, what will be the economic impact on Ottawa specifically? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Ottawa has been where the company was founded. You know, out of our 500 plus uh, employees, we have 260 here in Ottawa. And we're going to continue to invest in this ecosystem. It's it's a great ecosystem, uh, great schools, great individuals. Uh, you know, uh, migrating to this to this uh, to the city of Ottawa. So for us, uh, you know, we're going to continue to invest here. We have we've taken a bit of a different approach to you know uh, work and, and offices since the the pandemic, and we've really taken this approach of work where you work well. And so originally, we were really focused on hey, let's keep everyone together. 
let's let's have one office space. This is the the way that you can you know we can really collaborate and create the culture we want. And obviously the pandemic taught us and and you know woke us up to the fact that it's really about creating a, an opportunity for for teammates to work where they work well. So we've taken more of a hub approach. So you know we're going to have office space in Canada, office space downtown, and really make it you know easier for for individuals to work where they work well, be it at home or be it at the office. So we're going to continue to invest across Ottawa and really you know focus on finding the best talent here. That's great. Uh, Kyle and uh, Dr. Glad, uh, best of luck with this. What a what a great opportunity. What a massive investment. Uh, good luck to uh, all the entire team at Fullscrim. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks for Michael. having us on. Okay, bye-bye. Well, thank you to the executives from Fullscript uh, joining us again today. Wow, that's a big VC round, $250 million US. So before we wrap up, I want to give you a few updates on what's happening at Ottawa Business Journal. Uh, first off, in last episode, we made reference to the Giving Guide. This is an annual publication, both printed and digital, uh, that helps um, business people think about what their corporate philanthropy is. And it is a truly uh, useful directory. Well, it's it's now launched. You can go to givingguide.ca, givingguide.ca to read the digital edition. I also wanted to point out one of the biggest nights of the year is coming up for Ottawa Business Journal and our friends at the Ottawa Board of Trade. This is the best Ottawa Business Award. So this is the annual celebration of things like the CEO of the year, the CFO of the year, the Lifetime Achievement, the Newsmaker of the Year, and, uh, and lots of different company awards. That's coming up as a TV and online broadcast on Thursday, November 25th at 8 p.m. For more information on that, go to bestottawabusiness.ca, bestottawabusiness.ca. You'll actually be able to watch the show there on, on YouTube Live. And also, I wanted to flag an upcoming Mayor's Breakfast. Yes, the Mayor's Breakfast is back. And guess what? We're in person. Uh, in a smaller group and in a in a safe way, but we're back at City Hall. The next event is coming up on uh, Monday, November 30th, and we have a great speaker. We have the Grand Chief of the Assembly of First Nations. So for that, please go to ottawabot.ca. That's the website for the Ottawa Board of Trade, ottawabot.ca. So that brings us to the end of this episode. A reminder, this broadcast can be watched on YouTube. If you're doing this on YouTube, please like, subscribe, and click the bell icon to get notifications about future videos. You can also listen to this podcast on all uh, popular podcast, audio podcast platforms. I encourage you, if you're a hardcore local business uh, fan, um, then you need to visit obj.ca on a regular basis. It's updated uh, throughout the day. Uh, and if you're, again, really never want to miss a headline, then you can subscribe to something called OBJ Today. That's a Monday to Friday email newsletter uh, that's sent out around 4 p.m. And it's a it's really a review of what happened in the day. But it kind of gives you a, a broad menu of what we're working on at OBJ, as you probably appreciate. There's lots of projects going on. So thanks very much for tuning in. Please stay healthy and stay connected. Hope to see you real soon. Bye-bye.